you are about to enter the world of Laura Eisenhower. And if you know the work of Laura, you know how intense that can be. This is probably my third or fourth interview with Laura, and uh, she never ceases to amaze me with all of the knowledge that she has acquired and uh, has been so uh, diligent in sharing with uh, the world. Now, I'm going to give you one little, uh, one little disclaimer, caveat. Uh, it's a little heavy, you know, for the venue that we're on. Um, so <laughs> we had to, um, I had to indulge her though, because I wanted to really, really get it, have her get into the full story of what we're talking about. The question that I posed to her and you will soon see has to do with the nature of the false matrix that we may indeed be living in and also alien abduction within the context of that. But of course, as with Laura, she does not stop there. We're going into, we're going to go deep diving into the world of false identity and uh, false agenda and uh, what we need to do to get out of that, what we need to do to ultimately heal. What do we need to do to ultimately, as they say, ascend? So without further ado, let's listen in to my interview with Laura Eisenhower. Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys. And of course, if it's your first time here, I welcome you. I'm your host, Alexis Brooks, and I am joined once again with someone who I always love sharing the stage with, and that is none other than Laura Eisenhower. Laura, thank you for joining me today once again. Great to see you, Alexis. Thanks for having me. Always good to see you. Well, listen, guys, we're going to dive right into a subject that I love listening to Laura discuss, and it's complex. It has to do with what she has referred to as a false matrix. But I want to add another layer to this, Laura. I want to talk about this sort of false paradigm, what you've also called phantom matrix, and how it relates possibly to the alien abduction phenomenon. Two very, very uh, obviously controversial issues, but two realities that I think uh, many, particularly watching this show, would agree are happening to some degree. Let's start with the question, what is a false matrix as opposed to a regular matrix? It has a lot to do with the planetary grid network and how that's been manipulated and things that took place after the Atlantean cataclysms that, uh, yeah, really changed the nature of how we incarnate with just like so much amnesia and junk DNA and, and just the loss of our galactic memories. Um, yeah. Like what happened? So there's dark technologies that have been placed in the planetary grid network to create like reversals and reversals are all about unplugging that electric and magnetic energy of the masculine and feminine mm -hmm. and, and distorting it so that we're, out of balance. So when we look at like patriarchy or patriarchal agenda mm -hmm. and the manipulation of like the Saturn and moon, like Saturn moon matrix, dark technologies and how, you know, these planetary systems have been uh, just messed with and infiltrated. I mean, it, it, it goes way beyond just, just what, what, what we see as bioweapons or, or weaponry, it, it goes way back into our ancient and galactic history. So it, it's a very complex, in-depth, you know, kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, the manipulation of the planetary grid network really affects all evolution of life on the planet. And so it's really based on harvesting and siphoning energies and infecting our creative channels with psyops and propaganda and indoctrination so that we are participating and enabling um, a false matrix in the sense that 
what we're being thrown in the out from the outside world becomes what we view as reality. And we invest in it. We, we form a dependency bond with it. And this has been going on for a really long time that we, we forget that, wow, we're actually participating in a future that we really don't need to because it is artificial mm -hmm. versus organic ascension and the true planetary grid network, which is being repaired, just like our DNA within ourselves is being repaired and upgraded. You know, when we can like move away from that and, and recognize the distraction um, and inversions that it likes to yank us into, then we can be on the trajectory of, um, you know, something much greater and alien abductions and, and just the presence of these, you know, sort of groups here, you know, play a part in manipulating humanity in this sort of mind control loop. Right, right. That's a lot. And you're right. It's very complex, uh, Laura. And so many people are have been trying to unravel those, of course, that are aware that something is uh, completely inorganic and has been for a very long time. I want to read a quote, um, actually, from a presentation that Laura gave, maybe back in 2020, Laura, that you did uh, for Portal to Ascension. It was a great uh, lecture. But I want to quote directly from uh, that presentation where you said, the dark factions, timeline jump in order to continue existing without having to pass through the gates of destruction and recreation. This is because they were created through technology, not the divine creative force of existence, end quote. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Timeline jump. Yeah, well, you know, when when you avoid death and you utilize technology to trick sort of the death process, then you're not going through what a soul would go through in order to face just your karma and and karma being correction, right? Like where have you been out of balance? Like what lessons do you uh, need to learn or go through in order to just advance yourself as a soul? If, if you're avoiding all of that and you're weaponizing humans and using them to uh, just make a mess of things on the planet, just, you know, it's, it's a completely different sort of life cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of people consenting to this agenda is where they um, feel that, you know, if you're agreeing to it, then that's on you, not them. And if they can master tricking the whole death process, then we are like looping within their matrix underneath this sort of net that they're, um, you know, controlling. So they can engineer and, and, and grow humans like in underground bases and, and, and hybridize uh, and, and breed through these oh. sort of abductions and, yeah, like utilize this, you know, technology to download, you know, con uh, their consciousness into like a new body so that that uh, particular agenda or that that being carries on right. without actually, you know, physically, you know, dying. So they want to sort of cheat death, rewrite history, jump timelines and monitor the timelines and, and use tactics to sort of look into you know the future and see where humanity is going to advance itself in order to be able to you know step in and hijack and pull the carpet from underneath us through what we see in like the world events and in doing that we are you know giving our power you know to them because they're vampiric and parasitic and they need you know a host as they also want to depopulate and get it down to a number um the smaller number of people to be able to easily you know manage 
Um, and this is just sort of how they cheat death. It's sort of like artificial uh, immortality and using all these different initiations to gain, uh, you know, sort of like knowledge and occult uh, knowledge, um, but in a, in a sort of dark and inverted way to exploit instead of help awaken and enlighten so that they can be in charge and in control and, and, and dupe us out of our own birthright and our mm -hmm. own process of awakening. That's very organic and connected to the planetary system repairing itself and its grid network from all these, you know, invasions from fallen beings. Um, so it's a very interesting planet <laughs> as far as, you know, just how um, it's wanting to just like, like take over and, and, separate us from you know nature so that mm -hmm. we move into a more transhumanism artificial intelligence mm -hmm. uh, separation from our soul matrix so that you know that we're, we're empty vessels that are just enslaved even further into just serving whatever they want in order to maintain power and control right um, and survival wouldn't it be fair to say i want to show you a clip uh that we did with uh, daryl anka who of course channels bashar having to do with the survival of their own species. Now, again, I know that there are multi-layers to this, but Laura, I want you to watch this and maybe comment on your thoughts on what Daryl had to say about the uh, this, this uh, aspect that's going on. Watch this real quick and we'll talk in the back end. The greys are not aliens. They're mutated humans from a parallel version of Earth that destroyed their version of Earth to the point where they had to go underground, they mutated, uh, their eyes got bigger to see in the dark and all this kind of stuff, but they had to mutate to survive. They tried cloning themselves to save their civilization, and that didn't work. Over generations, things started failing. They knew that they were basically in the process of dying out. So what they knew they needed to basically perpetuate their civilization was viable human DNA, which didn't exist anymore in their reality but they used their advanced technology to tunnel into parallel realities, to shift into parallel worlds like ours, parallel versions of Earth that exist simultaneously with theirs, where viable human DNA was still existing. And to use that DNA through the abduction experiences to create hybrid beings from their DNA and our DNA so that their civilization would continue, would survive. So the hybrid civilizations like Bashar's people are actually the result of those abduction experiences and the perpetuation of their culture. But sort of as a payback for the use of that DNA, the hybrids now like Bashar are sharing information with us in our reality so that we might not necessarily have to go down the same destructive path that the greys went down <clears throat> as humans on their version of earth because they recognize that we're doing many of the same things that led to the destruction of that parallel version Indeed. of Earth. So there's there's a lot that uh, Daryl said. Are you there? Are you there, Laura? You're, yep. you're frozen. Okay, you're you're frozen, but I can we can still hear you. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop by saying to the audience, we have had kind of a mercury retrograde of a time of this, even though it's not mercury retrograde. There you are. You're back. I can't even tell you the glitches that have. That have happened. No surprise when we're having a conversation like this, Laura Eisenhower, that there may be uh, some gremlins in the mix. So uh, we'll carry on. Okay, let's talk about what what Daryl had to say. I think that there are some synergies in the idea of look, 
the bottom line is it seems that the human race has played an integral role in their uh, their needs, let's say, the, whoever they may be. And I want to get into that. He's, of course, talking about the Greys, but you've talked about other uh, entities as well. So what, what were your thoughts on what Daryl had to say? Yeah, well, that's exactly what's going on. I mean, we're being faced with the same kind of thing where, you know, humans are being genetically modified to become um, like a, a drone body that appears exactly like an EBE or a gray alien worker. Mm -hmm. And these biological drone bodies are without gender, without genitals. They can't reproduce um, without human intuitive or, you know, the emotionary, uh, emotional sensory abilities. And, uh, and, and, and so they're unable to enjoy what we as humans enjoy, like uh, bonding with, uh, through love and uh, connecting with empathy and compassion and being able to mate. I mean, it's just, so all the different tactics that we're seeing on the planet right now, the gender reversal agenda and just what people are putting into their bodies is is like all a part of that agenda. And and this over the course of time does create what we know of as like an EBE or a gray that really isn't in a, a real extraterrestrial. And so the abductions have to do with gaining genetic material or hybridizing in order to make those corrections. And, and, and so we, we're seeing so many different aspects of the timeline play out mm -hmm. where we're not really dealing with linear time. We're dealing with different species and different humans that are trying to um, recover or rehabilitate from what has taken place previous while we're also being presented with choices that could take us down that same trajectory that lead to, you know, these scenarios where, you know, humans uh, are being abducted. And some is for the restoration and the healing in order to return to the soul matrix. And some is to continue to, you know, implant and mind control and compromise that individual so that it is an automation and it is in a drone body that um, can be easily controlled. But later on down that timeline, you know, when that species realizes the ramifications or what it agreed to and consented to or was tricked into, uh, yeah, that's where we can like look at the bigger picture and be very, very careful so that we don't go that down that same road because it will ultimately correct itself. But why, you know, like we're here right now. Why, why, why repeat that? Why, why, why stay looping in this, you know, same, you know, sort Absolutely. of scenario. So, I mean, isn't Bashar like Essasani, which is like gray hybrid. Um, that's how he describes him or humans, Bashar. Yeah. That's yeah. how he's described. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, and, and that is the healing of that species right mm -hmm. to, to be able to return to um you know the human self instead of be tricked out of it and this is what society is trying to do and it's indoctrinating our kids to and 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 parents to you know, like really agree to this and and yeah other other systems in uh the galactic bigger picture scheme of things um have faced you know similar things that have come to warn us and help us understand mm-hmm are you here? We are in 2024, Laura. We're still in first quarter, about to enter second. Um, if you were to look back in time, well, look back in time, did you think that we would be where we are for better or worse right now, or let's say four years ago, right? What, where, where are we in, in terms of your expectation? Uh, is it playing out the way you saw it four years ago? What, what are your thoughts on? the trajectory, I guess, generally speaking? Well, I've always been warning about the New World Order agendas back in 2010. And, 
I knew there would be a showdown of forces that we would have to face all of this. It's not like they're just going to stop like, Oh, people are awakening. Okay. All right. We're just going to just like get out of here. Um, I know that there was a outer barrier uh, with the assistance. Well, with the, the guardians put this outer barrier around the planet in 2014, this connects back to Eisenhower's administration. A lot of the positive military that he established his relationship with Val Thor to petition the guardians to assist us in these times. Um, which is very much this, you know, greater ascension window period. So inevitably that would have come about, but on an earth level, you know, what, what were the mechanisms that needed to be put in place to help facilitate this that connects with the great awakening. Mm -hmm. So I always knew that, yeah, we're, we're going to have to duke it out. We're going to have to move through a very, very dense layer. How is that going to play out? Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were talking about all the different possibilities, myself included, uh, calling out the fact that our skies are being sprayed and GMOs and um, smart cities and uh, you know what what mechanisms are they going to use you know things like false alien invasions and using you know these dark technologies false disclosure false ascension um, narratives to you know lead people astray because they knew all this was coming but knowing that the looking glass technology and a lot of what they were using to see into the future in order to manipulate it and hijack it. Uh, they weren't able to see past a certain point, like 2012. This is really a period where, you know, if we can break free from the mind control, we can, you know, manifest the future that we want to see. So the 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 hard step that is uh, confronting people is, can you begin to remove yourself from the dependency bond with the system that is uh, just only, only the last tactic it, it really has is, is to trick you and um, how that infects the mind and kind of overtakes the nervous system and 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 overrides our ability to have critical thinking and intuition and and sovereignty and you know access to our creative imagination uh that we have to just stand strong and and protecting and shielding from you know all these assaults and attacks but the thing is as far as the trajectory of of the planetary system the cosmic greater cosmic intelligence and everything that uh it is you know doing you know it's ascending and we are with it so we just have to like not get yanked into their you know their their final death throes of like not wanting to lose the grip on um the loose they need and and the, the and what they you know want to feed from us in order to remain alive because that is their life cycle is vampiric um and again some that have been duped into it are trying to uh rescue and re rehabilitate their species through the higher guidance of some of these more benevolent groups. Cause ultimately we're all one, we've all kind of split and fractured from, you know, the cosmic Trinity and uh, nature knows, you know, to repair itself, but. Right. You know, You've mentioned that. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. But we want to, we don't want to go further into the damage and into the wound and into the traumas and into the assimilation into the AI while we can um, before we have to um, just, you know, untangle ourselves. Um, and, and we have all the information we could possibly need to, to, to be well-prepared and as uncomfortable as it is for people to wrap their head around this stuff. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a necessity right now. To absolutely. To yeah, absolutely. I have another clip I want to show you, Laura, that I think plays beautifully into the conversation that we're having, but I want, you just made a reference to uh, trauma. <clears throat> and I know that you've talked about family trauma and family lineage and how, we as you know a reincarnating species carry that trauma throughout generations and the fact that we're carrying that trauma having these what we call perhaps karmic wounds 
perhaps helps to perpetuate the matrix like aspect of where we are and how we're how this is going down. What, what would your thoughts be on that? And, and what would be the antidote to that? Well, they want to create trigger events constantly to just play into those traumas, those unhealed wounds. That's why people take everything personally and there's so much more divide and conquer and just a lot of false movements that people attach themselves to because they're addressing, you know, a, a trauma that they can't quite put their finger on. But if it's being presented, you know, through just a, a movement or, or a trigger event, you know, they can, mm. they'll, they'll glom onto it and, and just feel like, okay, this is how I'm, 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 I'm tending to that wound when really it's, it's, it's getting them further enmeshed into an infection and into a takeover because really we, we just have to be transparent. We have to look honestly at these wounds and uh, turn it into wisdom, turn it into like, okay, let, well, let's unify. Let's, let's, you know, come together and see where we've been um, mind controlled or, or, you know, pushed into uh, victim consciousness or triggered into, you know, this, you know, reaction sort of scenario that, isn't allowing us to fall back on ourselves a little bit and go through that dark night of the soul and mature ourselves mm -hmm. and, 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 and like rehabilitate, like, you know, together and, and recognizing our true history and, and facing the rewritten history and the root of all these world wars and what our galactic history and ancient history, you know, which has been buried, uh, you know, what does that really hold for us? Can we dig, you know, deeper in the face of these wounds and reclaim ourselves and have it initiate us into a great healing and transformation? Or are we just going to be victimized and um, just uh, almost, uh, you know, validated for, for these wounds to the point where, you know, we, we, we are pushing it, you know, onto others and having them have to placate it. Um, and, and just all the, it's just, everything's mm -hmm. being weaponized. Like we, we need to face these wounds to heal, but they know that we're in this huge healing, you know, process. So how can they, you know, disrupt it so that it gets messier and more complicated than actually um, beneficial. So that's yeah. up to us and the great healers and, you know, right. truthers out there. Um, uh, and, and we, we just have to really stand strong and pull our kids out of this, this indoctrination and, and this next level assault. Uh, to to just be able to come together and rehabilitate and recover from the thousands of years of tremendous abuse. Thousands of years. Well, that brings me to another point. This is gnawing at me. Laura, you know, when we think about Homo sapiens sapien and our capability of recall, not just in this lifetime, but perhaps infinite lifetimes that we've had, can we assume that there was a time when we were not under the thumb of the system of this false matrix, where there was, as in the movie, The Matrix, where uh, I, I can't remember the character that said, you know, 100% human, where we were 100% human and the planet was 100% organic, that had to exist at some point. And if so, is there a memory, deep-seated memory within us that can potentially be resurrected? Yes, absolutely. It's just deep within our soul and we have to take the time to be able to listen. And the way the system is set up is to not give us that sort of time. You know, when we look at the nine to five and if, if something comes up, anxiety or depression, you, you instantly go and try and medicate it with pharmaceuticals or just make it go away. Like there's something wrong. You know, it's shutting all that down is, is where the problem is because all of those feelings 
take us on a journey. They help us to see our deeper soul calling. When we begin to ask questions like, why are you angry? Why are you depressed? When you really give yourself the time and the respect to understand the root of it, you begin to find your truth. You begin to find your soul calling and you begin to, um, you know, tend to that and then stand strong in honoring that and, and standing in your power and your truth and, and not consenting or compromising yourself and, and letting those outer projections define and, and diagnose you in a, in a way that, you know, really just complicates your brain and it just doesn't let you heal at all. It's absolutely, a, it's absolutely artificial form it's of band-aid solution. You know, you're giving yeah. your power away. You're not getting to know yourself in the face of, you know, your body and your emotions and your, your mind and your higher intelligence trying to like get your attention, like, listen to me, listen to me. But instead it's like, no, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I need to take this medicine so I can continue to, you know, do what the matrix asked me to do. So that is key is to be very present with ourselves to dive deep into, you know, what is trying to show us. And that's what my book is about. Like, you know, instead of just allowing, um, you know, people to be like, oh yeah, you know, you're crazy. You need to, this is what we need to do. I'm like, I'm just out of here. I'm going to go on a road trip and get the F out of here. So I can just listen to myself and understand myself so I can recover these ancient memories and just like this deeper part of who I am. Right. And yes, it has been thousands and thousands of years of this level of manipulation and you know, going all the way back to Lyra, that system, um, you know, was attacked. So, you know, it's, it's really this, you know, greater experience on a soul level of what are we going to do with choice and free will? Are we going to be service to self, service to others? We're going to have all these different experiences and experience light and dark um, and and play many different, you know, roles in, in our soul experience. Can we get in touch with that? Can we consolidate all of that and, and find our wholeness again? Because really mm -hmm. this is repair work. We're integrating all these fragments. We're repairing our 12 strand DNA and we all hold different pieces in order to be able to do that. That's what unity consciousness is, but they're trying to pit us against each other and create this divide when diversity and harmony is true oneness. The seven root races and five cloister races that came into the system, you know, is to be able to do this repair work. But it's been attacked with genocide. It's been attacked with holocausts and um, cataclysms and world wars. And so, you know, we're all just like super traumatized, but we're not understanding like the hidden hand behind all of this. Right. That has perpetuated it in order to keep us in this artificial system. Wow. Wow. When you think about how unrelenting all of these things have been throughout human history within the context that you're talking about is it any wonder no one should question the fact that this has been some sort of a, a plan uh, for a very, very long time. Let me go ahead and well, actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a clip for you, but before I do, I also wanna mention, guys, of course we're gonna go to the after show. Listen, you know, I'm always talking about the after show, but I really want to bring this up now, Laura, because what I would like to talk about over in the after show, we're not there yet, but <clears throat> to talk about when it comes to the repair, the healing, what is it that we can do as individuals, uh, but also helping the collective make that final, you know, uh, uh, pass through into the, you know, coming on the, getting on the other side of this, a better uh, society and a better individual. So we are going to talk, if you're willing, I'd like to talk about that in the after show, because I think that's very important, but uh, let's do this. Let's go ahead and play this clip. This is a clip that you if you watch the show, you've probably seen this interview before. If not, we'll, of course, we'll have a link for it. Having to do with somebody that may have witnessed a simulated reality, our reality, simulated or not. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at this. I was watching the waves come in and crash. 
And then another one came in. And then another, and it, it, it didn't quite crash. It just stopped and everything stopped. Everything froze. And I looked down a little bit where my kind of where my knees and feet were where the sand was. I had my feet in the sand and I could see a very faint light green, bluish green, very light, almost like a faint laser that made a grid like pattern from where I was all the way through the sand all the way through the water, through the wave that was still completely frozen in place, through the as far back as I could see in the horizon, and then all the way up. And that's when I started following the lines. And it was like a just like a grid, you know, perfect, perfect squares. And I started to look and see if I could see how far does this go? Like, where does it end? You know, does it end at the water? No, it goes past the water. Does it end? It goes as far as the horizon, but it didn't end at the horizon. It went up and up and up, up. And so I start looking up. And as I look up, I can see every star that's ever been there. You know, it felt like stars were moving out of the way so that I could see more stars that were behind them. And I could see, I felt like the, 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 the feeling that I, the thought that I had in the aftermath processing this was that it felt like if you had a computer program that was like, uh, uh, like a, a, a CAD design, like something that you were building, you were, you, you had a, you're a really great graphic designer and you're making like, I don't know, you're doing Lord of the Rings and it's all computer generated and you're doing Gollum, right? And you, and you have, but you have to, before you put the face on it, you have to build sort of the framework of him, you know, you have to build, it looks kind of grid-like and it, but it kind of takes shape. I felt like it, I was seeing the, the, like you were peeling back several layers of the universe and I was seeing the base layer and the base layer was a grid. And I said afterwards, I think we're in a simulation. What did you think of that? Yeah. Well, we're in a simulation. I mean, our DNA is connected to the planetary grid network. And so what is junk DNA? Junk DNA uh, is infiltrated with the simulation you know, the rings of Saturn and, and how that impacts the moon and the artificial components of all that are beaming into us a false reality that we have to break through because there's fences and seals in our DNA that are preventing us from accessing the full, you know, expression. So gatekeepers and obstacles come along our path in order to bust through it. And in doing that in the outer world, as we face it, we're doing that in our internal world by understanding that, wow, okay, that outer authority uh, gatekeeper block is not something we have to answer to. It's an obstacle that we need to, to like fly over and overcome, you know, and, and learn how to, you know, jump over and be that spiritual athlete. That's like, okay, that's a barrier. I'm not going to get stuck. I'm not going to hit my head and turn the other way and comply to it or consent to that, you know, Better authority or be victimized by it. You know, you leap over it or you bust through it and dissolve it. And in this year of the dragon, you blow fire on it and you burn it down so that you can move through it and access these other layers. And the thing is we do all the time, 
But, you know, humans are very compartmentalized. They're over here, but they're living a contradictory human life. They're, they, they have that awareness. They're, they're awakening or they see this larger picture, but their life still is not fully embodying it. You know, so you, you, you got to be willing to make the changes in your life so that your life reflects back to you the changes that are happening within you so that, you know, you can, you know, experience it in the human realm. And, and yes, we get triggered into survival, our root chakra survival. You know, what about that paycheck or, you know, it's like you're, 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 you're cutting cords with that dependency bond, similar to what it's like when you break free of an ex that you know is abusive and you know is harming you and you see the red flags, you ignored the red flags. And now you're finally like, okay, enough is enough, but it's very daunting to say, all right, I'm going to move on. You feel lost for a while. You don't really know who you are, but then you begin to realize, oh my gosh, it's a breath of fresh air. You're finally just, you know, noticing yourself again and, and the synchronicities that are supporting your greater growth. And, and then you just move out of the simulation or, you know, everything that is targeting our self-esteem where we give our power away, where we play small and answer to something that knows better than us. And we're, and we know we're worth a lot more and everything with the planetary alignments is helping us to deconstruct and rebuild on our own terms based in like, what is your truth, you know, and being as real and genuine with ourselves as we possibly can is what is going to help us to rebirth and rise above. Um, no matter how daunting it is, you know, whatever identity crisis you might have, it's like, what is your true identity? That's your right. truth. It's not something you have to believe in or, or, um, adopt from external. It's something that you're going to find, you know, within, because the simulation is just giving us a version of reality. That's an imitation version. That's uh -huh. being the natural progression and growth periods and initiations that the planetary alignments facilitate for us as humans to do this repair work. But it gives us the imitation version in an inverted way that is the false reality. And then we carry false personas, and then we are just being guided by artificial intelligence instead of divine wisdom. And the more assimilated we get into it, the more we lose our soul matrix and the more we end up being genetically modified into a gray form. <laughs> it's just like, mm. you know, with the, yeah. So that, I don't know yeah. that. Wow. Well, it's a lot. As always, Laura, your, your answers are just so full and multidimensional, literally, which is helpful. And Thankfully, people can go and hit the pause button and think about what Laura said and assimilate that and come back. And yes, but it's but it's very important. Now, look, you're talking about the antidote for this simulation, this false matrix that we have been born into repeatedly. And I, I look at, I, do you know Charlie Robinson, the gentleman that we just heard from? Are you familiar with his work? I know. Yeah, he he's done some great, great work. But um, it would seem to me, Laura, well, I have a question and a comment. The comment is, it would seem to me that after he his being afforded the opportunity to see something like this, and uh, I won't go into what led to it. Uh, we'll have a link so you can watch the whole episode. But bottom line is he was in a state where he saw it. His life became what you're talking about now. He got a, a reminder, a gentle a push through seeing through this veil of what's really going on and how it works. And so he was incented to to start to to explore deeper and do something about it not everybody is going to be able to see that net why do you think he was afforded the opportunity and others have talked about it too to see it just yeah the willingness you know if you're born with just a, a mission and it's really strong in your soul you're going to just see through things you're just going to bust through it i mean yeah. it, it's it's a part of a slow grooming process especially you know after the second world war, just all the different MK ultra projects and the 
false media and indoctrination in our schools have slowly been grooming people to consent to globalism and transgender, um, which is not, uh, you know, something to, to fear, you know, because there is a legit uh, part of that, that, but, but, but where is it being thrust upon, you know, children, creating confusion that shouldn't mm. be there, you know, because a small part of the population will feel into that. And, and that is something that um, is to be embraced and understood, but, but where are these things, you know, being, you know, pushed upon a person to the point where their creative energy is being infected, their minds are being, you know, overtaken. Um, you know, there's some that are strong enough to just, you know, be able to see through that. And you got to give yourself the time and space to see through it and, and notice what is coming up in you. Um, and, and not shove it back down and not dismiss it, mm -hmm. pay attention to it, write it out, like find somebody, you know, that you can talk to. Um, it's really hard for kids, you know, if you, cause your parents are going to make these decisions for you along the way. And, um, you know, it can get really difficult. So the parents really need to wake up to be able to guide their children. But if you find that, you know, you don't have that kind of parent or a parent has a kind of child that you can't kind of wake up and they're being indoctrinated and you feel like you're losing them to the system. I mean, it gets really complicated. So the thing is, we just have to continue to be a resource. We have to continue to, you know, like look at, you know, what are you being called to do? Is it create a healing center? Is it to uh, work with certain techniques and tools and modalities that help a person to begin to, you know, break free of that so that that is another option instead of, you know, going to that psychiatrist to put your kids on drugs. You know, can you go somewhere where, where you can uh, you have that, you know, child or yourself, like, you know, probe into, um, you know, what's coming up for you to, to begin to un uh, just, just move away, you know, the, the parts of yourself that um, are blocking you from, getting to the root of all of it. And this mm -hmm. is what ancestral healing is all about. When couples come together, you're not just here to, you emulate what, what, what was shown to you on TV or what your parents showed you. You're here to really clear ancestral patterns, to really like look at the dysfunctions and the wounds and the traumas and the uh, stereotypes and projections and, and, and unravel it, you know, and it's being soul centered, you know, mm -hmm. looking like more to each other on a soul level than, you know, operating from a, you know, just these conditioned responses and triggers, right? Know? Like let's dig deeper. So some, it comes more natural to, and others are going to manifest disease and injury in their life. And, and, and it's kind of a blessing in disguise, but in the face of those challenges and adversities, what are you going to do? You need to get more like uh, entangled in this dependency bond. Or are you going to like go on a journey and, and really, you know, take the time to, um, you know, look at like the root of where that's coming from, because the body will create dis-ease when it's not in alignment with truth. And, and the body is like basically saying, I'm, I'm showing you these symptoms so that you can get closer to yourself and, and actually heal. It's, it's a healing crisis mm -hmm. to, to help you to heal and transform. And it's, and it's, and it's not easy to do in a world that, um, you know, takes us down a different road that seems right. to like help and not to say that there aren't amazing doctors and amazing things that happen in the medical industry, but there has to be more attention on looking at the whole person and the root of things so that it doesn't come back. So that you're not just putting a bandaid on it. You're not just repairing it, but you're not getting deeper into the source at which, um, you know, it, it, it's rooted from or where it came from. Mm -hmm. I love the way you describe it because as you do, Laura, I'm thinking about not only are we seeing this as an individual body, but as a planetary body, 
it too is going through, a, a, you know, sort of its a disease phase. And it too is being asked to look within. You know, we are just microcosms of that big picture. <clears throat> and we happen to be, you know, dealing with an individual crisis and a planetary crisis, but they're mirroring one another. So it's, it's just interesting. Listen, we're running out of time because we have a short, this is a shorter segment today because Laura has a, another meeting. She's got to pick up on as soon as we uh, finish up the after show. But Laura, I'm going to, first of all, did you mention a book? Did you mention a yeah. book? Has the book come out? Is it out? Yes. Well, you can, uh, you'll be able to order it from Amazon as a pre-order. Um, but it's uh, going to be available. Hold it up so we can uh, see it. Be available March 1st. It's called Awakening the Truth Frequency. I love it. Congratulations. It's about my journey and the deep dive into the dark night of the soul and the underworlds in order to just, you know, um, process and come to terms with a lot of the crazy things that came along my way and just being born into this family and noticing just how much false narratives and false history has been cast upon us, how much yeah. we've been kept from our greater galactic history and, and just, yeah, really encouraging people to take that deep plunge like I did. Wow. And so I kind of walk you through my own life journey um, while I, uh, you know, just share everything I learned along the way. I love it. Congratulations. I know this has been a long time in the making and yeah. I think, I think I can shout out Brad Olson as being a little part of this as well. Oh yeah. He's a huge part of it. Thank you. Thank you, Brad Olson. He's my publisher and that's great. Um, yeah. Just really so glad I uh, did this with him. I'm so glad you did too. And I remember long before it came out, I knew it was coming and I didn't know what happened. So yay. Congratulations, Laura. All Thanks. right. Listen, my friend, we're going to go next door. We're going to go to Patreon to the after show. Come on over, become a part of the member community, uh, support higher journeys and get, get a, a even deeper dive, a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the things that we're talking about right here. We're going to go over there. We're going to talk about some of these specific things that we can do to try to help to turn this paradigm, help to shift this paradigm a bit. So please join us over there. Laura, don't hang up. We're just going to keep moving. Go next door. Keep it going. And we hope to see you there. Laura, thank you so much. <laughs> don't leave. We're going next door. Thank you. You guys always enjoy having you tune in. Hope to see you next door. If not, we'll see you next time on Higher Journeys. Bye. <laughs>